Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Detectives, where we bring to you tales from the greatest detective shows the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 946 episodes broadcast on CBS Radio from 1940 to 1962, we bring to you Suspense. when there's a storm, and strange things can happen. Now, some people are sensitive to changes in the weather, like me. There's nothing odd about that. It's like people who talk to themselves. I talk to myself a lot. I think about things, and I talk to myself about them. There's nothing odd about that. Come on, Eddie, get the suitcase packed, and let's get out of here. Like that, I talk to myself. You know, just... Making up my mind because there's no one else around to talk to me. Just getting myself on the move again because the landlady wasn't taking care of the room. She was away on a visit, and her husband, Mr. Waters, was slopping around in a bathrobe trying to run the place. Come on, Eddie. She never makes the bed and use the same towel for a week. It's time to get out. Lock up the suitcase and get going. without you seeing There's a mean man, Eddie. You can tell by his little eyes. All fat men aren't good-natured. Look at him. Stuffing himself with pig's knuckles or whatever they are. Well, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Eddie. Morning, Mr. Waters. Yeah. Big knuckles don't taste as uh, good as they did an hour ago. Guess that'll feed the rest of them to Graham's dog. Oh, that'd be nice, Mr. Waters. Yeah. Taking your laundry out? No, sir. These are clothes. I'm leaving, sir. You what? Leaving. I'm sorry. What's the matter, Eddie? Don't you like the place? Yes, sir, but... uh. I gotta get closer to my work. Here's the keys before I forget them. Better wait a while, Eddie. Looks like we're gonna have a storm sometime today. Oh, I don't mind a storm, Mr. Waters. I'm funny that way. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll be a lot better if you'd wait till the wife gets back. Won't be more than a couple of hours. You mean she'd blame you for my leaving? Yeah, she might. Got a nasty tongue. Uh, stick around till she gets back, Eddie. No, I gotta be going. Besides, I ain't feeling so hot. Been feeling bad all morning. 
Yeah, getting worse, Eddie. I'm sorry, Mr. Waters. It's my stomach. I'm sorry, Mr. Waters, honest, but I I gotta go. Wait a minute. Ain't you forgetting something? Forgetting something? What are you trying to pull anyhow? I don't get it. You don't, huh? What about the rent? The rent? Last week's rent. What do you think I am, a sucker? I paid my rent. Oh, you did, huh? Give me that suitcase. I paid it to your wife before she went away. That's your story. Go ahead and leave if you want to, but this suitcase stays here until I get that rent. But you've already got it. You know I paid it to Mrs. Waters. You're trying to make me out a liar? No, but you 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 were You got a receipt? Well, she she never gave me one. I said I didn't need it. Give me that suitcase. Don't you take a swing at me. Why, you can't slap me around. Now, wait. Eddie. Eddie, my my back. Stop pushing. Why, you asked for it. Eddie. Eddie, let go. Oh, you don't like it when I fight back, huh? Eddie. Eddie, you're killing me. Oh, why not? Maybe I should. There. Help. Help, somebody. Help. Get enough. Help. Help. Better let him go. He looks bad, Eddie. Huh? Who? Who are you talking to? Myself. Get over there, you fat. I'm pushing too hard, I guess. Gee. He looks bad. He's out cold, Eddie. Mr. Waters? Mr. Waters, you all right? Somebody at the door. Better be quiet. Look, look under the table. Good Lord. Waters, 
Say, say, listen. Well, let's get the table away. Don't stand there. I don't like this game. Let's get the table away. I tell you, maybe it's hurt bad. Grab the table. All right. Yeah. Uh, Waters? Waters, you all right? We, we better call a doctor. Yeah, well, there's a phone over there. Uh, hey, wait. Hmm? We don't need no doctor. What? We need the police. The, 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 the police? Yeah. The guy's dead. Dead. Waters was dead. The words made me weak. Sick all over. I hadn't hit him hard. I, I just grabbed him around the neck and pushed him back when the fight went out of him. I remember the table, though. When he fell against me, it tipped up and must have smashed the back of his head. That was it. That had killed him. And now, now they'd start looking for me, and when they found me, they'd hang me. They'll say you killed him, Eddie. And you'll hang for it. They'll call on the police now. When they find you here, they'll say you killed him, whether you meant to or not. And they'll be right, Eddie. You did. Get away. Listen. Be quiet. See what's going on down there. No sound of the clock. Wonder where they are. You, you can tell the police about this when they get here, Jay. Stick around. You're a witness, too. No, no, sir. I'm going back home. I don't want to get mixed up this thing. What's the matter? You yelling? No, no, I ain't yelling. I told you before. This is going to be my business now. Get out. Get out. All right, go on. Get out. I'll wait here and go to police. Oh. Maybe now's your chance, Eddie. He's all alone. Sneak downstairs before the police come. Get out of this house and get away, far away. Watch out for the stairs. They squeak. Who's there? Over the clothes that were hanging there. 
I pushed back the little trap door, lifted myself through the hole, and, and listened for me. I could hear the muffled voices, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. They must be down there with Mr. Waters. Somebody's coming up the stairs. Down the hall. The attic was long and low. He wouldn't think of anyone being up in there. Or would he? It was dark except for the light from a small ventilator. I moved back into the shadows. I crouched low because the space was too small to stand up in. Suddenly, my hand brushed against a short piece of pipe. It had been left there for a long time, and the dust was thick on it. But it was a weapon. It made me feel safer. I moved quietly over the trap door and waited. Get ready for him, Eddie. If he opens the trap door, you'll have to hit him. They can only hang him once. Anybody up there, officer? No, nobody here. out for hours. When I woke up, the attic was black and heavy with heat. Still, there was no stone, only a vague threat and distant thunder. And inside of me, there was a threat, too. The beginning of a storm. My head ached and my mouth was dry. I knew there was cold water in the icebox, and I wanted it. The storm was coming closer inside of me, and I had to be moving. I stood the cover back and listened. The house was quiet, with only the ticking of the big hall clock. So I dropped through the hole and started down the stairs. Don't let that clock scare you, Eddie. There's no one here now. You can get out now, Eddie. There's your suitcase in the hall. Don't forget that. Someone's at the door. Hello, Mrs. Waters. Uh, the wife wants to... Oh, it's you, Mr. O'Farrell. Glad someone come over, even you. Mm. I've been alone for hours, ever since the cops got me back from the sister. Well, the wife said... Oh, gosh, I can't tell you how bad I feel about Come this. Come in, Mr. Farrell. He was a swell man, Mrs. Waters. Your husband, I mean. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, sir, he really swell. They didn't come any better than him. Anyway, anyway, the wife seen you from the window, and she said to me... Don't you come in, Mr. O'Farrell. In? In there? I I mean, well... Just for a minute. Well, all right. Just for a minute. They won't find you, Eddie. Not if you stay quiet and keep back here in the shadows. I, I, I can't stay long. Anyway, the wife wants to know that if there's anything we can do. I mean, if you're scared to be alone or anything. No, no, there's nothing. Just finish up my dinner and I'll go to bed very shortly and I'm not frightened. Oh, gosh, gosh, it was awful. Simply awful. The way he was lying there and breathing so heavy. I was standing right there looking at him. And it was the way he was breathing that got me sort of gasping. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I I know, Mr. Fowl, but he's gone now and there ain't any good. Listen, listen. 
Did you hear something? Yes, something. Where? It sounded like somebody breathing. Stop breathing, Eddie. I don't hear anything. Good Lord. It sounded just like me. What on earth are you talking about? Your nerves are all on edge, Mr. Farrell. No, no look, I, I, I gotta be getting back. If you're sure there ain't nothing you need, no. No, I, I'm quite all right. Now, if there's anything you want, you just call I'm around. going right to bed. I, I don't feel well. Well, I shouldn't wonder. I shouldn't wonder. I'll tell my Never wife. Never mind. I'll be all right. All right. Good night, Mr. Farrell, and don't worry about me. Yes, well, good night. I gotta get back to the wife. Good night. I gave her an hour to get to bed and to sleep. I stayed right there counting the seconds and listening to the ticking of the big clock in the hall. My muscles were stiff and my throat was dry and sore from swallowing. I hardly dared breathe. Finally, I slipped out, picked up my suitcase and started to tiptoe out. The back door would be the best, I thought. I went slowly in the dark, thinking that I could see the spot in the kitchen where Mr. Waters' body had been after the fight. But the back door was in black. I tried the knob softly. The door wouldn't open. It was locked. Not with a night latch, but with the old-fashioned iron locks that were on all the doors in the house. There was no way out without a key. started for a window. That was no good either. The screens were heavy and were nailed firmly in place. I'd help nail them myself. I knew that cutting them would make too much noise. There was no way out except for the key. And that must be in Mrs. Waters' room. Back down the hall, I went to the downstairs bedroom. The door was unlocked, and I opened it and listened. She's asleep, Eddie. The keys must be on the dresser, right over there. The storm was getting close outside, and, and I felt all stormy inside. I had to get the keys, get out of this house. It wasn't too dark to see Mrs. Waters in bed. She was breathing heavily. I rushed past the bed, and my knee touched a chair. I went on until I felt something waist-high. The dresser. I moved my hand slowly over the top. First, some clothing. And I felt around for the keys. Out there. I felt more slowly. A hairbrush. A comb. Then a pile of hairpins. Where was the key? I held my breath until Mrs. Waters started breathing regularly again. Was shaking now. I'm scared. And a storm was building up inside. I reached into a drawer. I tried not to make any noise, but there was some. I reached inside. There was something steely and cold. The key. No. Scissors. Long ones, sharp and pointed. <laughs> The phone was frightening. I wanted to run to get out of the room. But I couldn't remember where the door was. I held the scissors like a weapon. A knife. And flattened myself against the wall. Oh, dear. 
The phone. Oh, the phone. Eddie. Eddie, hide somewhere. The phone at this hour. I stepped back into the closet. Pulled some clothes in front of me just before she snapped on the light over the bed. I'm coming, I'm coming. I talked softly to myself like I always do when I'm alone and scared. You've got the scissors, Eddie. If she comes in here, you'll have to use them. They must know you killed Mr. Waters. It wouldn't be right to kill her, too, but... What if she finds you, Eddie? You're no killer, Eddie, but, but you can't be caught. You can't. If she opens the door, do it. Do it quickly, Eddie, and then run. Where's that day? All right, all right. She didn't find you, Eddie. You didn't have to kill her. She just took her robe off the hook. Hello? Yes? You didn't have to kill her, did you? Hello, Mr. Not yet. What? But now's your chance, Eddie. Her handbag's on the bed. Let's see. Here they are. The keys, Eddie. Hit the back door before she's through. Hurry. time in the rain while the storm out inside me settled down on the same steady rhythm as the raindrop. I hadn't eaten all day and I was weak and shaky. The water dripped from me and the bag slapped against my leg and my shoes made little splashing noises in the mud. I counted my footsteps. I counted to a thousand and then started over. And then through the rain I saw an all-night diamond. I shook the rain from my hat and looked inside there was a man in an apron. No one else. I hesitated for a moment, but the smell of food and coffee came to me, and I opened the door and walked in. Ah, what'll it be? Uh, coffee. Coffee? <laughs> man. Boy, you're really wet. Yeah. Boy. Give me a sandwich, any kind of sandwich. Sure, sure, sure. Coming up. Uh, look, kid, take off the coat and let me hang it up for the coffee boiler. Oh, I'm all right. Let me have the sugar. Sure. Cream? No. Hmm. You sandwich all right? It's all I got. Hello, Casey. Well, what's cooking with the police department on a night like this? Hurry, Mike. Uh, give me a cup of coffee in a hurry, will you? Come, Betty. Don't run. Take it easy. Coffee coming up, Casey. Hey, kid. Hey. You sandwich okay? Sure. This raincoat's dripping all over your floor. I'll hang it up, Mike. Okay. It's really wet out there. <laughs> He's hanging up his gun, too, Eddie. Maybe you can get it if you have to. Well, how'd you get so wet, kid? Didn't see you before. Uh, I got caught in the storm. Yeah. I see. Oh, thanks, Mike. Look, kid, maybe you'd better come along with me down to the station house. It was done. It was over. They caught me. I'd felt free up until now. I looked at where his gun was hanging by his raincoat. 
No, I'd have to try it. I'd have to chill again, I thought. I could get them both and get away, maybe. They could only hang me once. How about it, kid? I'll book you as a sleeper. For morning, you'll be dried out on your way. Okay? You mean... You mean just sleep there? Well, well sure. <laughs> there won't be any charge against you. Well, well thanks, but uh, I've got to get along. Okay. Have it your own way. Well, what do I owe you, Mike? Just a damn. Uh, yeah. Thanks. You been hitting the ball tonight? I'll say. Been taking the dock around. Have to go back and pick him up now. Oh, emergency case, eh? Yeah, Doc called it botulism. Something like tomaine poisoning. Said it was for meat and pig's feet. Old Lady Waters up on Elm Street. You gotta be awful careful of them things. Well, they'd warned her about them, but I guess she ate them anyhow. They were from the same batch that killed her husband earlier today. But she didn't know that was what happened to him, and she ate him too. Ah, tomaine's bad stuff. Hit you... Just like that. Yeah. Well, so long. So long, Casey. More coffee, kids? No, thanks. Did you hear that about Mr. and Mrs. Waters both dying from the same thing? Yeah. Pig's nothing. Ah, you gotta be careful of that tomaine stuff. Well, looks like the storm's over. Sure is. The moon's out. Just a summer storm and now it's all over. That'll make it nice for you. Feel all right? Me? I feel swell. Rumi Fonda, as star of Summer Storm, tonight's study in Suspense. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.